Hello and welcome to another installment of the Why Football podcast with me, Michael Dryden and Eches Adokru. Today, I am very pleased to say we are joined by Mitch Hayward. Mitch is a pro FIFA player for Rise and England and re- recently represented Sheffield United at the E Premier League finals day, reaching the PlayStation final after beating last year's champion, hashtag Tom, in the semis. So Mitch, welcome to the show and congrats on your E Premier League finish. Have you had time now? to reflect on the final? Um, yeah, so I've had time. It's been, what is it? It's been, it's been I think it's close to two weeks tomorrow um, since obviously the, the final and that. Um, yeah, I, I'll tell you, the, the weekend after it, the, the Saturday and Sunday was was so, so tough. Um, yeah. Honestly, I mean, I, I said to my mate beforehand on a Thursday that, you know, if I just beat Tom, I'll be, I'll be over the moon. Not because mm. not because I didn't think I could beat him. Well, I couldn't beat him, sorry. It's, it's the fact that if I if I was to beat Tom, that was £5,000 in the bag and a playoff spot. Yeah. Which at the start of the season, if you told me I'd get that, I'd, <laughs> I'd snap your hand off. Yeah. But it's just to have, to, to have the final in my hands with one minute to go <clears throat> and to lose, it stung, you know. And yeah, it, it, it genuinely took, I'd say, a good part of a week to to really stop like going over and over it in my head. But um, it's a no, pure meditation in the end. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> it, it took a lot. I genuinely, I've watched the final 10 minutes back about 15, 20 times, kept replaying in my head. And obviously it's not good, but I think I need to do that to kind of get over it, if you will. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's been two weeks tomorrow and I, I think now I'm, I'm somewhat over it. Uh, there's still times <laughs> yeah. I'm like, ah, oh, you know, if I just did this for an extra minute or two, you know, I'd be the champion or whatever. But, you know, you, you got. To, I guess you got to learn from those moments and and move on. So yeah, I think I think now, like I said, two weeks, two weeks on, I'm alright. But um, mm. yeah, that weekend was a big struggle. Yeah. So so kind of overall, because you know, uh, I was rooting for for you for my flat, <laughs> yeah. even though you couldn't you couldn't hear me. But the, the question I kind of had for you <laughs> is entering the tournament itself. Uh, what was your aims for it really? Like, was it to get to the final? Was it to win it? Or what was, you know, did you exceed your expectations is kind of the question. Yeah. So, I mean, I played in the Premier League last season hmm. um, and that was like my first major tournament, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Um, and going into it, I, I, I was pretty good on FIFA 20, but I wasn't, I wasn't like great. Well, I don't think I was good as, as good as I am now, but I still looking at my group last year, I expected myself to get out of it. Uh, long story short, I didn't. Um, mm. So, so going away from that, I was very disappointed. So coming into this year, I don't know. I feel like the, the E Premier this year on both consoles was just f- so much harder than it has been in any other year. Mm-hmm. Um, in my opinion, it's, it's probably the hardest E League in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I really, truly, I just played it with no pressure. I just sort of thought, you know, what, I'm just going to play. You know, if, if I go out in the groups, it is what it is. If and if I win, you know, it's just even better. And then once it got to the the semi final stage. And I was playing Tom for a playoff spot. I think that's when it was a bit like, okay, I've I've done very well up to now, but now it's there's something serious on the line. Yeah. Um, so that's where maybe a few nerves come in. But like I said before, I'm not I'm not really I don't really get too nervous. Um, and even in the game, I think I played very well. Um, so yeah, I'd say up until that point, it was literally just a free hit. It was just play. Um, and yeah, when it got to the semi final, that's when things got bit more serious yeah I have, I have to ask because i was gonna ask this later on but you touched on it there you said you didn't think you were as good at fifa 20 like one yeah. thing i always i always wondered it isn't just 
about FIFA, I always wonder about like pro gaming is like how much of a difference is that like different game version coming out? Because like, so you are a very good FIFA 21 player. You got to the, the PlayStation final. Do you then wonder about the next game and like whether or not you'll keep that level kind of thing? I find it quite an interesting point. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, 100%. <laughs> uh, I said on a stream earlier, someone asked me basically, do I see myself doing FIFA like for a career long term and stuff? And I was saying, honestly, I don't think anyone can. And I mean, I mean, anyone, mm. I mean, even the likes of Tom, who's arguably the best in the world this year. I mean, I, I can't see how you you take it. That you, you know, I, mean? I can't see how he can think five years down ahead in terms of FIFA because it really is year to year. Yeah. Um, like obviously, every year there's a new installment of the game. If you compare FIFA 21 to FIFA 19, the, um, the mechanics and, and the meta are just worlds apart. So mm. unless you adapt, then you just you're just gonna drop off. There's there's so many unbelievable players from FIFA, from like FIFA 20 even FIFA 19 that are ranked in like the bot the, like below 500th in the world this year. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's just so it just goes to show <laughs> that you really have got to adapt and stay on top of your game every single year. Yeah, that's quite interesting, isn't it? Because whenever you jump onto a new game, uh, no matter what level you are, there's that adaptation period, and sometimes you do feel especially for me maybe because i'm getting older that i'm just not as i'm not as sharp or i'm not as good as what i was uh growing up yeah. i think when i was playing fifa skills were non-existent and now if you start playing 13 14 year olds they're doing all sorts nice. of skills that i can't i can't do <laughs> so, i end up in tears so yeah halfway through the game but we'll, we'll, we'll rewind back to the semi-final because that was that was really really epic and one of the questions i had for you is how you said you're cool calm collected i get mm. that how did you keep your edge after those penalty misses because yeah. <laughs> i had my hands <laughs> in my head do you know what yeah i mean i came out of the blocks firing against tom i mean mm. i mean i think tom will say it himself i think he has i i like, overall i fully deserved it um it and it's just like i can't remember i can't remember exactly how i went i think it was i ended up going three one up i think it mm. was and and in between those a third goals, I think it was. Obviously, I had the two penalties, yeah. um, and on each pen, I told myself to chip it. Now, that's not 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 in like a cocky way or to, to sound like oh, I'm going to chip him and make him look dumb. Mm. But on FIFA, it's more a case of with the chip pen. It's if the keeper dives one way or, or tries to send middle up and then dives, so it kind of like covers the middle and the other side they dive. With the chip, they can't save it down the middle compared mm. to a normal shot. So I told myself to do that. And then last minute, I just thought, no, 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 you can't. Because obviously the problem is if they save it, you then look pretty bad. You know, you look like you're not, it's just, it's a bad yeah. thing to do. So yeah, last minute on both pens, I, I changed my mind. Um, and obviously I went right on the first one, I think. And I went left on the second one. So if I, if I did mm. what I wanted to do in the first place, I would have scored both. But yeah, when, when I missed that second, it, it a little, I didn't, not during the game, but I think afterwards I was a bit like, do you know what? I should have beaten... Tom, one of the best players in the world, if not the best, 5-1, and instead it's 3-2. It's just, yeah. <laughs> it, it might, it might, it just might not meant to be, you know what I mean? It might not, it's just not meant to be. Um, but yeah, I did, I wasn't, it wasn't too much. It was only for like maybe a couple of seconds because like I say, I, I knew that I can't think like that going into the second leg. Otherwise, it really would have been game over. Um, do you know what? Even worse in the pens, I don't know if you remember, but yeah. his second goal with Mares. I don't know if he passed it into. Yeah. He tried to pass Mares, yeah, and it hit off my centre back and bounced yeah. so perfectly <laughs> yeah. towards Mares the volley, 
and that is something like I think even his reaction showed it. Like it's something that happens only once every hundred passes in that situation. You know what I mean? He's so lucky, and it was just like man. At that point, that's when I was a bit like, it, it just it just might not be my day. Um, but yeah, luckily, luckily enough, it it was so. Yeah. Yeah, Mitch, you did very well not to throw your controller out the window after that. Yeah. I remember seeing that goal. <laughs> I remember seeing that goal and I'm thinking, you know what? I've I've had ones like that where the the PlayStation's gone straight off, plug out the back. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I've gone and sat in a corner for a bit. Um, another question I had for you is, um, uh, obviously, without giving all your secrets away, yeah. your corners, right? Yeah, I was yeah, watching yeah. the game. <laughs> I was watching the game. Yeah. And I thought you scored one where you flicked it on with Van Dyke, and I thought well, that's really well worked. And you did it again. Yeah, and I was thinking, you know what, this guy's gone something. Um, so yeah, is that is that something you were practicing before you know, the tournament, or you yeah, did yeah, you know, it's obviously we we were limited to just Premier League players. So mm. in in like in the qualifier this weekend, I mean, in any qualifier team this whole year, Van Dijk is, has not been a consideration at any point. Yeah, he's just far too slow. Um, in normal restrictions, he would take up like his team leader card would take up a team leader spot, which is just not worth it when you have got the likes of Mbappe, Ronaldo. Mm. Um, Bruno Fernandes he's just not he's just not going to be considered but I, I again it's, I just I didn't I never do this in my normal matches but because Van Dijk is what he's 6'4 absolute mm. mountain of a man you know the only person in the whole or any of the Premier League teams that can match Van Dijk is Van Dijk mm. so as long as you sort of I figured out as soon as, as long as you manually control Van Dijk and drag him away from the other Van Dijk you've got a pretty good chance of him being able to win the header mm. um so I literally I implemented that maybe the day before. Mm. Oh wow! Day before you oh, wow. Not, yeah. So I just I just added it in, and don't, don't get me wrong, it doesn't ha- it doesn't work every time. Um, but I noticed in the friendly games it, it happens maybe maybe once every five corners you'd score. Yeah. And I thought to myself, look, just do it, you know, and then one might come off, and luckily it did against Tom. So. Yeah, what yeah. I loved about that was, um, you know, there's so many intricacies now with FIFA, like yeah. all things like the di- <laughs> directional nutmeg, all these things, all these now skills you can do, and you effectively beat him with a Sam Allardyce style, Tony Pulis corner yeah. routine. Beautiful, yeah. <laughs> it's absolutely beautiful. But it was thought about. That's the thing. It wasn't like yeah. a, a hit and hope. But I genuinely did practice it. So, yeah, it might not look great, but it was something. I, I, like again, like I don't think I saw any other player do it mm. in the whole tournament. And we all had the same players, so you know, I, I, I'm, I'm, uh, sl- I'm, you know, slightly proud of of that, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. No, you, you did really well. I think a lot of people out there will be uh, trying to replicate it because I think corners are one of those things. Like I always play them short and work it rounds because yeah. it's just annoying when you you hit into the box and then in two passes they've scored at the other end yeah. so the next question i had for you uh was i believe throughout the whole tournament you're a sheffield united fan and that's not actually oh, true <laughs> so, so who, do you, who do you actually support me oh, oh very no. good so we've time so uh, for everyone listening uh this episode's at 7 p.m so we will finish in time for arsenal versus slavia prague the yeah. blockbuster game of the week yeah, exactly. Um, and this is where HS talks about Arsenal for ten minutes. So if anyone wants to, if anyone wants to pause their stream or just you know leave it on whilst you go to the toilet and come back, and this is a good time. Uh, so how did you how did you end up representing Sheffield United for the E Premier League? How does it all work then? Yeah, so I basically the E Premier League started on FIFA nineteen, um, mm. and I, I I knew about the competitive scene, but I wasn't great. Um, 
you know, I tried in a few tournaments just to see where I was at and how I could do. Um, so I entered the Premier League for Arsenal. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I qualified for the playoff stage, but I couldn't actually make the day that it was held because obviously this is pre-COVID and stuff. It was at that point it was held at the stadiums, I believe, or the train mm-hmm. the training grounds, which oh, the club wow. chose. Yeah, so I was a bit annoyed. Well, not annoyed, but I'd say gutted that I couldn't make that date because obviously they can't change it and stuff. Mm. Um, so yeah, I did choose Arsenal the first season, but looking back at that, I think that was a mistake anyway, which I'll get onto mm-hmm. because in in we were twenty. That's when I'd say I took it more seriously, the, comp- the competitive scene. Mm-hmm. Um, and I noticed that in the first year when it was brand new, it was like, oh man, the chance to represent Arsenal, does, like, nowhere am I picking anyone else. Like That was my mindset. Mm-hmm. Going into FIFA 20, I realised that it's, it's just it's more important to get to the event you know, yeah. for, for my FIFA career, if you will, and, and CV and stuff like that. It's, it's far better to say that I qualified for, for the event than got to the playoffs for Arsenal. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I mean, you guys might know that um, Faze Tass obviously plays for Arsenal and he has done for the past three years now. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's an unbelievable player still. Um, I don't get me wrong, I believe I could beat him. It's not It's not a case I don't think I could beat him, but <laughs> it's more a case of... <laughs> yeah, no, I, I definitely could. It's just, you, you just don't know, you know, because he's equally True. as good. He's, he's a very good player as well. So it's like, do I want to run the risk of not qualifying, you know? Yeah. Whereas with Sheffield United... Like all the pro players, they the UK pro players, we kind of you know talk to each other, and so we kind of all get a, a gist of who's going where to avoid each other. Um, yeah. So Sheffield United was one of those clubs that was an option for me last year. I ended up qualifying for them last year, um, and then basically just just the way the club were with me, um, just behind the scenes, and that they were just they were just brilliant. Um, so I thought you know for, for FIFA 21, I'll stick with them. I got given like a parachute into the playoffs. So I didn't have to mm-hmm. play the original qualifier stage, which is quite, it's quite long and tedious, to be honest. Um, mm. That was quite a big factor as well. So, yeah, I mean, and then obviously now, depending on what happens next season, but if I'm able to play in the Premier League, I won't be able to play for Sheffield United. So um, <laughs> I've been, I've been thinking to myself, maybe next year might be the time to go for Arsenal, but no. we'll, have <laughs> we'll have to see. So, so at Sheffield United, who do you deal with then? Do they have like a, I don't know. Who would you deal with at Sheffield United? Like, how involved would you actually get, like, with that club or with the yeah. club that you're representing? Yeah. So I, 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 I didn't get to like, because again, it was a lot of it. Like, I qualified last year on FIFA 20, and then the the EPL finals I think were due to be held in March, um, and then obviously we went into lockdown. So mm. that event was held online. This event was held online. So in terms of like, I guess meeting players and stuff like that, or going up to the club, it just wasn't possible. But they sent me, they sent me merchandise and they sent me gear and, and stuff like that. And and they they were constantly in contact asking how I am, if I need any help with anything. And anytime oh, wow. I didn't need help, they were instantly on it. Response normally the very next day. So, you know, and, I, and from what I've heard from some other clubs, obviously I won't name them, but they just they're just not quite the same. You know, some some of them won't respond at all, and you know they don't offer any support to the players. So just just yeah. stuff like that. Because at the end of the day, Sheffield United don't have to do that. You know, they, yeah, it's you know they don't, they just don't. So for them to do that, I just I appreciate it really. So it's funny because like the management, like is in like you think about the playing squad or the playing team, the management, the coaches, they probably think ah oh, <laughs> they couldn't care less. But the yeah. funny thing is now the generation of players that are coming through, you know, these are like people that would have played or these are young players that would have played a lot of FIFA in their youth. Yeah. yeah. Like so, <laughs> you think like 
you know, even like the last decade or decade before, sorry, when you had like Rooney and Cole coming through, they probably wouldn't have grown up with the game. Whereas like your Trent Alexander-Arnolds, your Sterlings and Cole, like they would have grown up with the game and they would actually be really interested to like, to like be involved with their pro gamer. Yeah. So I just think that's quite interesting, like facet to it. Yeah, no, 100%. I, th- I think, yeah, like you said, I think, I think it just goes, it goes hand in hand really, doesn't it? I mean, gaming and, and competitive gaming has is, is only come on, I'd say, in, in the past few years in general. Um, and then in terms of FIFA, I think FIFA is actually quite a bit behind um, mm. and has a lot of catching up to do. But I, I, do, I do think FIFA will get there. Um, and then, yeah, like you said, I mean, it's like, imagine a few years, like you say, with the youngsters that eventually come through at their clubs, they had played a lot of FIFA or video games in general. So they should be very interested in, in playing, you know, with with the clubs, esports players and whatnot. So, yeah, I think there's, there's, I mean, there's a lot of great clubs out there that do really integrate the their esports players with their actual players. You know, um, a lot of German clubs are very good at it. Mm. Uh, PSG is a notable one; they're quite good at it. Yeah. Um, Man City in England. I mean, Man City are probably the best um, in England. So there's there's some clubs that are, that are doing doing it quite well. But yeah, I think we still got a fair way to go. Yeah, I've got two questions for you. So, so what you're trying to hint at is you have a direct contact with the whole Sheffield United squad. Uh, was the first question I had. Um, <laughs> but no, the, the more serious question was, what do you mean when you go on about uh, FIFA has a long way to go in e-gaming generally? Because I think that's one of the questions where I have some friends that play some other com- uh, games and they used to do it competitively, like uh, League of Legends and stuff like that. And yeah. I. I Back when they were doing that, FIFA was the e-gaming scene of FIFA. I remember it being quite small, but in yeah. my in my eyes, because obviously I'm not a competitive player, even though I'd like to be, um, I, I thought FIFA would have caught up. But you think it's got a lot to catch up on. So, what does it kind of need to do? I, I think it just needs a lot more backing. Um, to be brutally honest, I mean the prize pools are shambles. In essence, um, you know, you got to genuinely be top five top 10 players in the world to really and truly live off fifa um mm. i mean again i mean you can with your, your contracts from organizations and sponsorships and stuff like that but again it's it's such a small pool of players that can do that and for the time and dedication you've got to put into it you know uh, it's just not worth it's just not worth it right now um like even even the premier league for instance the the total prize pool for the whole tournament was forty thousand pounds yeah, I did think this that. Is, this, is the biggest, <laughs> this is the biggest league in the world. They yeah. earn the most money by far. I mean, e- La Liga, for instance, they, their price was 300,000 euros. The winner of that, mm. I think, won 100,000 euros. Like, you know what I mean? They're, they're, the winner of that competition, their life has changed. You know? Mm. Whereas me, I mean, I got, I got top two, again, in my opinion, in the hardest e-league in the world on the PlayStation. I won 5,000 pounds. It's nice, but it's mm. not life-changing. Mm. You know, it doesn't do too much for me. Whereas, yeah. in my opinion, it should, you know, the amount of time and effort and practice and stuff that goes into it. Also, the opponents I had to beat, you know, I don't know, like my run, I had to play Ansel, who's top 20 in the world, Cosmin, who plays for his national team, Romania, and is also just outside the top 100 in the rankings. Uh, Ethan, who's a very well-known UK player, top 60 in the world, I think he is. Tom, who's obviously very well-known, arguably the best in the world. And then Shells. my run was was crazy you know and i played very well and it's just yeah it's just even playoffs which i've qualified for now as well if i was to go out at the first stage of playoffs which is very possible you know this is argued like the top 64 best players 
in Europe on the PlayStation, mm. I only walk away with seven hundred and fifty dollars. Mm. It's yeah, it's, it's just not, not yeah. enough. Yeah. Yeah, cause I, I I looked at it and I thought, you know, you're you're representing. I know it's like it's it's you know the, the east side of the game, but yeah, you're representing some huge brands in terms of football clubs. You're representing an enormous brand that is the Premier League. Yeah, and I would have thought there'd be a lot of people tuning in, yeah. given you know if the Premier League is advertising this, uh, is advertising this event in each individual club is advertising it, and each individual club, if you think about it, even the top of the Premier League has a huge following. Yeah, like. You know all the sponsorship that comes around that. I thought the prize pot would be ten times what you've just said. Exactly. It's just exactly. It should be ten times minimum. I mean, mm. obviously, I don't want to criticize too much, but the truth is the truth. <laughs> you um, yeah, it is. I mean, it is what it is. I mean, I'd say openly, but it's it's like Tom, for instance, who got top four. He walked away with literally nothing. Yeah. And everyone else associated with that competition got paid apart from the players. Now, yeah, very true. How, in, in how on earth does that make any sense? And this is what I mean, where in terms of the player base, I mean, especially on PS4 EU Europe, it is stacked. Like there, there are like 500 plus top tier players, like very good players. But there's just no, there's not enough money there to be won. You know, yeah. it just, it just mm. isn't. So that's what I mean in terms of we've got a long way to come. If you compare it to the likes of League of Legends, I think even like Dota, Call of Duty. Their prize pools are 10, 20 times, if not more, than what FIFA's ever put up for any competition. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a really interesting one because FIFA is massive. You know, I know these games yeah. are as well, League of Legends, etc., Dota, Call of Duty. I used to play Call of Duty as well. But FIFA is like, you know, universally like a huge, huge game. Maybe I'm dwarfing the numbers because I'm a massive football fan, but... You know, you go anywhere, you know, people play it from players, even now exactly. you get someone's flat. So it is interesting. And hopefully, hopefully it can change in the future because you're right. You know, watching that game for me live, all the games, it was mad because just the speed. At which, well, it's not so much how you, how you move the ball, right? What the, the speed is just when you go left and you go right, you go one way, then you go another way, heel to heel, turn, go back. Mm-hmm. And it's just, you're thinking too quick. It's just, it's actually mind blowing. But then yeah. the next question I kind of had for you was how did the whole England thing come about as well? Cause I think that's pretty cool. How not only is the club thing represented for you as Sheffield, United, but also nationally as well. Yeah. So um, basically each year there's, there's qualifiers um, to represent England. Um, so the previous two years, there's only one, person that can represent England on each console um, and I believe in both of the previous years it's been won by Tom and Tex um, they both won their respective consoles for the past two years um, and then this year it was announced that the national team will have two spots on each console so I mean even if it was, even if there was still one spot I would still play because the way I see it is a chance to get my name out there there's a chance to prove myself against other English players um, stuff like that and obviously that helps in terms of recruitment sponsorships anything like that um but again i, I mean going into it, i still i didn't expect myself to get the spot but i knew i could if that makes sense um mm. so yeah i mean obviously the, the part you guys might watch was on stream and stuff the top eight but even before that there was a qualification stage to get to that point um so it was quite a long process and stuff but it's yeah i'd say that's probably my biggest achievement to date um getting the, the national team spot no, that's, that's, that's pretty that's, that's pretty interesting kind of setup and obviously uh representing your country is uh is a really cool thing i think what we've yeah. done on this pod is you've jumped straight into uh, 
the final, the semi-final, hashtag Tom, the Bukai Saka. We haven't even, even mentioned Bukai Saka because that card was mad. Yeah. Um, but the kind of <laughs> the beginning of it, or the start of it, all, I, the thing is, the reason why I'm obsessed with Bukai Saka is when that future, it's the Future Stars one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I saw that card got announced, I thought that card is going to be a problem for a lot of players when you come yeah. up against it. And yeah, that tournament showed it. But to start it all off, what made you actually decide to go pro? I think that's kind of the big question here. You know, you've done it fairly recently from what you've said. So yeah. what was the kind of driving force that pushed you to it? Yeah, so I mean, I guess I'd take it back to the start. It's on FIFA 19 was where I started to follow the the pro scene more and just like watch tournaments and, you know, stuff like that. And with me, I'm, I think I'm quite a naturally competitive person. So I'd say I started off like just not from this is like from the get go I was like an elite three player gold one type player um mm. and I just I saw these pros and I was like I just want to improve and I mean I, I would play FIFA anyway so if I'm going to play I want to be better um I started watching pro tournaments stuff like that and eventually I, I entered into a few smaller tournaments um did okay but then towards the end of FIFA 19 I qualified for the Ajax Zygo E battle which was a tournament held it's a tournament held every year by Ajax the, the football club obviously mm. who um they the basically the winner of that whole tournament gets a pro contract with Ajax um so I I managed to qualify for the event in Amsterdam oh wow yeah so it's like the top eight overall or something like that so that was when I, was, I first was like okay maybe I am like getting better I'm, I'm getting to the point where I can take it more seriously um went to the event did terribly um <laughs> i finished bottom of the group um didn't do too well but i mean if anything it's a blessing in disguise because it, it kind of taught because at the time i don't know if you guys remember but fifa 19 in terms of the meta was terrible um yep. it was like flick up volleys and flick up crosses and all this <laughs> people playing like varan at um right wing and stuff like that just so they can flick up the ball to cross it into and back post it was just in terms of football game, it was an absolute, it was absolute farce. It was nonsense. Mm-hmm. Um, and I refused to adjust to it. Um, I had like my ways and I was set in stone, you know, playing football and, you know, I'm not going to, not going to use all these tactics and all that, but that was my downfall. Um, so going into fever 20, I kind of thought, you know, I'm going to keep it going because obviously I can, I can qualify for these events or I can compete against them. So yeah, I just, I just basically, Played in the qualifiers. I didn't do anything special, but I did okay. I did better than the previous year. Tried to play more to the meta, which was better on FIFA 20. It was more of a football game. Um, and then, like I said before, I qualified for the E-Premier League, which was my first major tournament. Um, and that was that was a big that was a big moment, really, because I think until you qualify for a major, you just you just you're just basically playing. You know, there's just, yeah. you're not going to be signed. No one really knows who you are because you haven't done anything. No one's going to respect you. You just basically got to keep trying to prove yourself. Um, so that was a big moment. And then I continued to play in smaller tournaments. Um, I ended up going to Valencia for a similar tournament to the Ajax one. Um, I did a bit better in that, but again, it wasn't good enough. And then finally, towards the end of the year, there was another one for Leon, which was held... Uh, in like June, July of last year. So it was in lockdown. So unfortunately, we couldn't go to the on. Well, I actually won that whole tournament. And the original oh. prize was a, a contract with Leon, um, something like Champions League final tickets, uh, hospitality all covered, um, signed shirts, like a, like a bunch of crazy stuff. Wow. 
And then I won a tournament and they told me afterwards that the prizes have been changed due to COVID. Um, uh, and at the time I was actually devastated because it no was like, way. Man, I've just won this tournament to, to sign a pro contract with Lyon. You know, it's a very big football club. Um, and that's just been taken away from me through no, no fault of my own. Um, but again, that was a similar moment to Ajax where it was like, okay, I've now won an event like this. I should have a pro contract. I don't, but it proves that I, I can do it. Um, so yeah, going into FIFA 20, I'd obviously these, these sort of achievements and tournaments, they've obviously stacked up at this point. Um, and that's when I managed to, to sign with Rise. Yeah. Which, yeah. I'll be honest. I mean, when, when they offered me a contract and stuff, I was a bit surprised myself because I didn't think I'd done enough to earn it. That's just, that's just the truth. Um, but I mean, they must have seen something or they, I mean, thank God they, they backed me. <laughs> obviously, this season's gone very well. Um, and yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like in, in, this, in, in this FIFA esports scene, you kind of need that luck, you know? There's so many fantastic players out there. And it's so hard to really, like I said, prove yourself. Like you've got to qualify for a major, um, in my opinion. So to, 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 to get that back in support at that point was, was really important to me. And it's, it's obviously helped me this year massively. So, yeah, I think this year I've, I've really, I've still got a lot more to do, but I think I've cemented myself this year as like a professional fever player, if you will. Yeah, I was, I was literally just about to ask about Rise because you mentioned like, unless, you know, as a FIFA player, you go to a big tournament, you get into the qualifying, you end up going to a tournament and putting yourself on the stage, then you're just another FIFA player. But yeah. I suppose now that you're with someone like Rise and there's a lot of different kind of, I don't even know what to call them, like <laughs> uh, like groups, I suppose. Um, now that you're with them, and I know you do Twitch with them um, as well, and they have a backing and they do other sports as well. Does that now kind of cement, I mean, we talked about earlier different, you know, FIFA 22, 2022 come out and you might not be as good at that and that might be a problem but mm. just, just having this contract with Rise and being involved in that kind of franchise does that mm. provide some longevity to what you're doing now? I think it definitely helps um, like I said at the time when I was off the contract it was, it was more it was, it was a surprise um, I didn't expect to be offered a contract by a team of their size mm. I, I had other offers um, and I, I, I would have signed another offer if they didn't come in for me Um but when they did it, it was obviously a no-brainer because, like, they're back. That they um, like you said, they have so many other teams in other esports already. Like, they can yeah. be in Call of Duty, Valorant, um, Gears of War. So Gears actually, of War is a big, yeah. But Gears was, yeah, Gears was a big one. Uh, Street Fighter, they compete in another one, um, and and they've done very well in in those in those um, esports. So they they wanted to test out FIFA and, and see how it is for them, and and yeah, I mean. Just, just the size they are and the backing they have. I mean, they're owned by uh, Roger Saffold, who's a yeah NFL player, big time mm -hmm. NFL player. So to have that kind of backing and stuff, you know, it's it's obviously brilliant. Um, and then yeah, just like you said, I mean, going to FIFA 22, I think I think I've done well enough this year to to earn a contract for next year. Um, but like I said before, it really is year to year. Yeah. So yeah. going into next year, if I then don't perform well enough there's every chance in FIFA 23 I don't get a contract and then it's like okay but then now what you know so yeah yeah, yeah for me it's FIFA's great and stuff but it's it, it just can't be it can't be the priority all the time you know mm. yeah that's, that's that's an interesting point I mean eventually 
What would you actually? The question I'm going to ask you is: What would you? What would you do next? Do you have, oh, you have not that thought. Is that too far ahead? First of all, you go win the Premier League. That's the first thing. Because yeah. uh, your fans, including myself, we need to see you take the title home eventually, maybe next year or the year after. But um, if you if you were saying you can't be, you can't really look five years ahead, yeah. or you can't plan that far ahead, what would you yeah. say? you do next would you go into youtube content as in the guys uh like harry hesketh and yeah load videos all the time is that what you'd go into or would you just take a break altogether yeah well honestly i, I don't know i mean i've just started i, I tried to stream last year last year in the summer mm. uh, it's going well and stuff but i didn't have a proper setup i tried to buy the equipment and stuff but my basically my laptop refused to run obs which is okay. the software you need to, to stream and that um, so I end up stopping, but now time of England and stuff, I've been I've been given a setup, thankfully, um, which means I can now stream. So my plan now is to just stream and and maybe potentially start YouTube. Um, mm-hmm. Again, that's not me thinking, oh, do you know, I'm going to stream into YouTube for the next five years. That's just it's just something I'm going to do, and if it goes well, it goes well. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Um, I don't know. It's just it's almost it's almost winging it. It's almost playing it by ear. Mm. Um, I mean, I'm I'm a uni student, so that's that's priority at the end of the day, and I okay. think that's a, that's something to you know, and it, that's my long term. You know, it's my degree, um, yeah, definitely making sure I do well in that, and then if he, like, hopefully, if I'm playing FIFA in the next three four years, that's brilliant. But I'm not mm. sitting here thinking I'm going to be. If that yeah, makes sense. Enough. Yeah, it's always good. I have interest. What are you studying? Accounting and financial management. Oh yeah, fair enough. What what would you give it out of ten? So FIFA is obviously a ten out of ten. What would you give your degree so far out of ten? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a tough one. Um, you know, I'd, it's okay. I mean, I'd give it maybe a six or seven. Yeah, that's good. So yeah. I'd give mine a solid two. I did chemistry. So. <laughs> <laughs> I, I studied chemistry, so we'll leave that one there. Yeah. Um, I, I kind of think one of the, one of the last questions I wanted to ask you is obviously we spoke about how you became a pro and you know we spoke about some of the competitions you'd be doing and the whole england thing how much do you practice and how often well i mean it all depends i mean at the start of the year it's you're going in hard um you know you're playing i'd say if i i mean depends on the time i have but i'd say at least six hours a day up to 12 um it's a lot Mm. like serious serious obviously you don't have to do that but I think that's something that's definitely helped me this year. Um, mm-hmm. It's you know, really grinding it out hard at the start. Um, now it's not so much. I'd say now, like to, after this, I've, I've, I watched the Arsenal game, and then maybe I'll play maybe two or three games after the Arsenal game, and that's it today. Mm-hmm. Um, and then tomorrow I'll play because it's the day before the qualifier tomorrow. So I'll play, I'll play a few hours tomorrow. But I'd, it just all depends. I'd say nowadays it's more just playing in tournaments. Um, and playing a few friendlies here and there, whereas at the start of a FIFA, you, if you any free time you have for the most part, is, you've got to be playing. You just have to be. Mm-hmm. So it just depends on it depends on the time of the year, I'd say. Wow, that, that is, that is that's, that's, <laughs> that's, that's a big that's a big commitment. I get quite tired playing weekend league. It's huge. Uh, yeah. So that is that that's actually uh, really really crazy. But it's interesting to know. We 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 touched back on the point about how it's really important to incentivize these competitions more because you're right. Yeah. I can see the quality from my screen at home when I watch mm. you guys, but then when you then add in the hours it actually takes to even get to that level, then it's just absolutely mad. Yeah. Um. So so. And you're someone that knows. So mm. I mean, 
for, for someone else just put on Sky Sports or, or wherever it was on, and yeah. as, as, as watching it, and, and obviously they can see, okay, look, these guys are good at FIFA, right? That's obvious. But you know, what have they? What have they have they been just picked? Have they been chosen to be here? Like, mm. whereas yeah. honestly, the, the the process to get just to that point alone, let alone get to the point I did in the competition, is it's hours and hours and hours and hours and hours of of playing and grinding and and watching games back and yeah it's it's a lot so that's what that's what i mean like the hours people put in it, people put in hours like it's a full-time job and they some people are literally getting nothing yeah. financially from it that's mad you know, it's crazy <laughs> no it <laughs> is it's genuinely insane um that's why when i got that contract of rise and stuff it was it was it was a blessing almost well right uh, Mitch, thank you so much for your time uh, this evening. Uh, we will let you go for the game, which kicks off in just under 20 minutes now. But thank you so much for your time this evening, and um, yeah, good luck with, with the future. Yeah, I appreciate it. No worries, boys. Have a good one. Yeah, cheers. Cheers, uh, cheers. thanks a lot.